Thank you for joining Cognitively Speaking, the podcast dedicated to those caregivers that are caring for loved ones with dementia or a cognitive impairment. My name is Lily Williams. I am the founder of Aging in Place Care Alliance, and I will be your host for this evening's episode. Last week, I received a message from a Sharon G based out of Detroit, and her message to the podcast was, what was the host's um, cognitive impairment? She wanted to know what was my cognitive impairment, and I did kind of briefly share that I suffered a head concussion. It was an injury that I received while at work um, from someone that I was caring for. And the head concussion left me with an impairment that affects my speech. So when I'm on the air and I'm talking or you see me in person, it's I'm different than I used to be. I'm different than I was prior to the concussion. So I stutter. I have sometimes my words may not be as clear or I might choose the wrong word. My my cognitive ability to process information is a little bit delayed now due to the concussion or the head injury that I received. Um, like I said, my, my speech is, I might take long pauses because I'm searching for the right word or searching for my words. Prior to the concussion, I did not have any of these, um, what they consider impairments. And I've been working with numerous doctors and therapists and they helped me to get as close to back to normal as I used to be. But I know that I'm different than I was prior to the concussion. And another thing that I struggle with is just knowing that um, there's a possibility that this head injury may result in me one day having short-term memory loss issues, and maybe long-term memory health issues. When the concussion first started, I did have short-term memory um, and cognitive issues. And I worked with, I had to work with speech therapy, physical therapy, occupational therapy. And then I also had to receive vision therapy because the concussion also impaired my vision. So I also have an impaired vision issue as well as a result. So I'm different from the result of a concussion that I received. And I know I'm different. Um, I went through a phase of just having to rely on people to assist me while I was trying to get better. I also just knew I wasn't myself. I, I couldn't do the things that I once was able to do for a minute. I couldn't read. I couldn't think I I just needed help and I had to rely on other people. So being a caregiver that the t- the roles were reversed and I had to rely on someone to help me and to help me to get better. I went through withdrawal. I went through my depression and I I just knew things weren't right and I just wanted to hurry up with this therapy. Six months was just too long and I just got tired of going there every single day or every other day and I just wanted to get better. I just wanted things to be back 
like they were. And people with dementia, they go through that same thing. They know something's wrong. They can't pinpoint it or figure it out. They know they're not themselves. And that's why, for me, caregiving is very personal. Being a caregiver or being a true caregiver is such a rewarding job. It's such a rewarding thing to do. But it's also one of the most complicated jobs, most complicated things to do. So that's what this week's podcast will be focused on, being a true caregiver. Some of us become true caregivers because we have experience having to be cared for or we were once dependent on others by no choice of our own. Some of us become true caregivers because we've received the responsibility of having to provide care to a loved one or person with a dementia or Alzheimer's diagnosis with hardly little to no preparation, resources, or guidance on what to do. When caregivers have little to no caregiving support, burnout can easily creep in. Caregiver burnout can result into the diminished quality of care and placement of the loved ones with dementia into assisted living facilities. Placing loved ones with dementia tends to be the most common option for the caregivers that feel that they can no longer provide care to the loved ones suffering with dementia while still living at home. Many caregivers have families of their own to care for, they attend work, they attend school, or many have health issues of their own, so they're not able to provide care for someone with dementia. So when they receive the added bonus of having to care for someone with dementia, their life changes dramatically. Over the years, I've had so many people come to me. I've had many caregivers, um, spouses, kids, even parents of people that have early onset dementia. Um, they they come to me and they express how it feels like such a burden and how unfair the entire ordeal is. Caring for someone with dementia is life-changing. So the way that I like to encourage any true caregivers, um, and if you're listening tonight to tonight's podcast and you are a caregiver, just know that you are appreciated even when some days are not so great. You are not alone. In my many years of being a caregiver, I found that caregivers just really would like for someone to listen to them. At the end of the day, that's all we really want. Anybody. Caregivers, we want people to listen to our stories of caregiving, of our stories of grief, our stories of isolation and our stories of frustration when it comes to caring for someone with Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's, or a cognitive impairment. Respite care services can help to alleviate the stress of caregiving. Resources like dementia, hospice care, some 
some of these resources come into the home, so they provide in-home care services. And the other option is adult daycare services. Adult daycare services can make it possible for the true caregiver to live a more balanced life. We at Aging in Place Care Alliance will soon be offering adult day and memory health services to those true caregivers caring for someone with dementia or a cognitive impairment. And lastly, before I end tonight's podcast, I just wanted to share with everyone some upcoming ways that we can walk to end Alzheimer's. That's right. The walk to end Alzheimer's is helping to raise funds and awareness for a breakthrough in the fight against dementia. There are numerous walks, but the following walks that you may register for um, begin as early as October 8th. We have a walk October 8th, 2022 in Flint, Michigan. October 8th, 2022 in Grand Rapids, Michigan. September 10th, 2022 in Greenville, Michigan. And October 15, 2022 in Holland, Michigan. You may register at act.alz.org. And today was a busy, busy day for me. So I just like to to briefly share a story uh, that just made me feel good. So today, I it was it's been a long day out of town, getting some some uh, much needed maintenance on myself, hair done, and just some things I needed to take care of personal care. And so I still had to work today, and I cared for some new people that I I just met. And these are all my new dementia friends. It's three of them, two men and one young lady. All three of them proposed marriage to me today. And I just, (laughs) it it was so cute. It is so innocent. So one of them was just talking about marriage and being married. And then he was like, well, can I marry you? And then so then the other one hears and he's like, can I marry you? And then the young lady, she hears them asking if they can marry me. And she asked if she could marry me. And it tickled me pink. It was the most funniest thing. Everybody just burst out laughing. So it's things like that. Little things like that. Get you some dementia friends. (laughs) They make you feel really, real good. When you're having a rough day and you're not feeling so good about yourself, get yourself some dementia friends. They make you feel good. Have a great night, everyone.